unshackled minds, you will own nothing and you will be happy. We're hearing this phrase a lot more these days, even though it's been around for a little while. It's on the minds of many people because although it sounds glossy and fun and interesting, uh, there's something quite disturbing about the idea that you will own nothing and you will actually be happy about it. <laughs> uh, I believe I believe it was um, in the pursuit of life, something, liberty and, and uh, happiness or something to that extent. I don't I don't I don't remember exactly, but uh, um, it was either the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence or one of those documents that um, was supposed to end in the pursuit of property. But then they changed it and made it happiness. I suppose um, I suppose the pursuit of property was too materialistic to put into a document that is supposed to be representing a budding nation that is hoping for uh, a better future, a good future in this uh, new world of the United States and the new world of America. But it's interesting to note that uh, the pursuit of property was an important, it was an important part of what the founding of the United States was supposed to be about. And of course, the founding fathers, uh, they knew very well the pursuit of property was something that was, um, well, why don't we ask the native, and, uh, native indigenous people of the United States, of the American territories, what they think about these foreigners coming over from Europe and saying, we believe in the pursuit of property. They, of course, might answer, well, whose property? Because um, in the end... <laughs> we know what happened in the United States. So, here's this idea that you will own nothing and you will be happy. Now, there's a lot of different perspectives that are out there. And there's one perspective that's coming from the, the, the independent media. And I need to do an episode. I need to do an episode in which I talk about the mainstream media, alternative media, and independent media. And for those who might want a little heads up on that, uh, if you go and check out um, Irish Hip Hop and the Subculture Dilemma, it's in my Burdard page. It might it'd be, it'd be faster for you to find. If you want to find it quickly, you find it more quickly if you go to DTube. Uh, because I have a lot of things posted up on Blurt, so you would have to really scroll down a lot. You'd have to scroll down pretty far in order to find that. Irish Hip Hop and the Subculture Dilemma, in which I talked about the three phases of culture. Or not the three phases, but the three levels of culture. Main culture, subculture, and counterculture. Well, the same thing, I believe, applies to media. You have the mainstream media. You have the alternative media, uh, which corresponds to the subculture. Mainstream media corresponds to the mainstream culture. And uh, alternative, media, alternative media corresponds to the subculture. And independent media corresponds to the counterculture. Now, uh, you're probably hearing some ambient sounds. I'm doing another smart casting episode out in the open. I don't have any video. Otherwise, this would be a walk and talk. But um, the last time I did this, it's been a while since I've done this. I kind of like this, this out in the open air, you know. But I have to be a little bit careful because I'm walking around. There's a little bit of wind. 
And the last time I did this, I got a little bit too close to the microphone, so we had some unpleasant sounds, unprofessional sounds. <laughs> a lot is being said about this, you will own nothing, and you will be happy. I'm sure about the you will own nothing part. I don't know about the you will be happy part. I imagine in their minds, they will be happy. And see, that's the thing. I think it's more of a question of you will own nothing and they will be happy. Because this idea of owning nothing uh, comes with a price. And one of the things that's being discussed now is this huge amount of debt that the United States has. Trillions, trillions with a T. And also uh, United Kingdom, the UK. And all of Europe. UK in and of itself has an enormous debt. But then altogether, the entire European Union with all of the countries, uh, we're talking about trillions and trillions, trillions of debt. Uh, trillions of debt that will never be repaid. There is no way that that debt will ever be repaid. Um, particularly considering that more debt is being uh, piled up on top of that. Now, whose debt is that? Well, some of that is your debt, but the vast majority of that is government debt or bank banking debt or investment firm debts. You know, they talk about these powerful companies, uh, BlackRock and Vanguard and, and, and State Street. Um, I wonder how much debt they have. I wonder how much they've borrowed. You know, they they, they manage millions and trillions and. But how much debt do they actually have? So here's the gist of it. Here's the gist of it all. The idea in the independent media that's floating around is the idea that the pushing of this you will own nothing is to move towards a kind of global jubilee in which all debt is forgiven. Now, on the, on the surface of it, externally, it's going to look to you like your debt is being forgiven. So if you have a house and you have a mortgage, you're, you're paying off a car or, you know, it looks like a great thing. Now, remember, always remember with, with the World Economic Forum and with the global elite, they're always looking to they're always looking to present to you something that would, you know, that looks looks in, and sounds like it's wonderfully beneficial for you. You know, this is going to help you. You will own nothing and then it's a good thing for you. Or your debt will be forgiven, and so you will be happy, right? But in reality, what's happening is is that there's a debt forgiveness that's there's a debt forgiveness that's going to benefit those who have mountains of debt, trillions of debt. So the United States government, the UK government, uh, multinational corporations, lots and lots of banks, and 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 there's the reset. See, then there's the reset. The problem, of course, is is that, that their, their debt gets forgiven, but what they have on the books, what they actually have, they get to keep. And they get to keep continuing to use that money in order to buy everything up. Now, obviously, uh, those the, the, forgiver, the forgivers of the debt are going to kind of want something in return. And what they're actually proposing or what they're suggesting could happen or might be the plan is that in exchange for the debt forgiveness you will give up your assets you won't give up your house you'll still continue to live in your house but you won't own it
okay? And then you'll have a universal basic income for those people who are, are not working. They will have some kind of universal basic income that will be covering your rent and your electricity bills and things like that. So on the outside, it looks, oh, wow, that's really nice. You know, you guys are going to forgive my debt. Um, I'm no longer going to own my house, but I can continue to stay in it. So long as my social credit score continues to score well. So long as I'm still able to continue to manage my money well. The problem with that is, is that if you don't have a social credit score that is good, <laughs> if you uh, jaywalk and cross the street, um, <laughs> well, you know, that might cut into your rent. I don't know how exactly how this will play out. I don't know exactly um, how they, uh, you know, we know we all know that it's not going to be this wonderful rainbow at the end of the day. But it helps us to know what could be the possible motive and what could be the possible agenda for certain things. And if there's going to be a debt forgiveness that's going to benefit, for the most part, big banks and governments, then unfortunately, uh, people are going to fall for it because they're going to fall for the part that says your debt will be forgiven. We should not accept this. This should not be acceptable because, well, it doesn't change the circumstance. Because like I said, if their debt is forgiven, okay, I'll put this, I'll put this to you in another way, okay? Let's say I have a debt, right? I have a debt to pay because uh, uh, I have a, I have mortgaged the house. Uh, I bought a new car, so I got to pay that off as well. Right? These are just examples. Now, I'm indebted. That's, that's debt that I have to pay. But at the same time, you know, maybe underneath my mattress, I have uh, $50,000 or 50,000 euros uh, or 50,000 pounds. Right? That's not debt. That's mine. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm supposed to be using that to pay off the, bet, the, the debt. But if somebody comes along and says, hey, you're forgiven. I forgive all your debt. House paid off. Car paid off. Student loan paid off. That 50000 that I put off to the side is now mine. I don't have to use that to pay off anything. So let's say, for example, uh, a big bank comes along and says, hey, well, you know, this, this great reset is amazing. This is a wonderful idea. Sure. Cancel my debt as well. When that debt is canceled, whatever they have that is not debt remains theirs. Whatever they have tucked away here and tucked away there because they no longer have to pay that off. Your debt gets removed, but you get to keep what it is that you have. Now, let's say, for example, it's BlackRock or some big bank. Their, bet gets, their debt gets erased, but they're still left with all of, the, you know, all of the money that they've accumulated up to this point. Guess what? They're in a position now to use that money to buy up more assets, buy up more buildings, buy up more offices, buy up more land, and buy up more resources, as many resources as they want. Which puts everyone back in the same situation where they own everything, you own nothing, they are happy. Well, maybe you'll be happy. Maybe your debt gets forgiven and uh, 
you get your universal basic income and you get your social credit score because, you know, maybe you're a decent person. You know, I'm not judging anyone. It's not like, every, you know, everyone doesn't have to be a revolutionary. Everyone, you know, people have their simple lives. They don't have to be into these things. They don't have to protest, you know, so long as they're good people. And uh, I, I wish I wish all the happiness in the world for them. Uh, but at what price? Because this uh, social credit score thing, that's going to be an interesting one to unravel. So there you go, people. Um, I'm going to I'm going to include a link to my man, a jerk off who inspired Unshackled Minds because he invented it. He created it, passed it on to me. Now he's doing Shackled Minds. <laughs> and so I'll leave a link because um, he talks about this issue as well. And so it's something that is on the table and we need to discuss. So. There it is, people. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen. And thank you very much, everyone, for all of the support.